Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Did you hear about the newest basket brawl? No. K-State and Kansas. All of a sudden, end of the game. Here, let me, t- let me take you to it. I brought it up on the screen. And DeSosa blocks it, and now the bench is empty. Just unnecessary. Yeah. That's not good. This That's is, a this punch is call. Bad. This is bad. This is ex- No. No good. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> no, they're not saying that about this show. <laughs> Who picked, The kid picked up a chair. Oh, Who, is this what he got suspended for? Yes. I heard about that. I didn't realize it was because he picked up a chair. Now, let me ask you. How many brawls happen at the beginning of a game versus the end of a game? Does it matter what sport? You're thinking of Michigan right now, aren't you? No. Actually, I was thinking of MMA fighting, and they usually get into a fight at the press conference the day before. You've got to be kidding me. A real sport. That's legit. That's legit. It's not the same. A team sport. The fights happen towards the end, right? Typically. It's a buildup of emotion. An emotion, if it's present in sports, it's present in finances. That's where we'll start the show. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. You're going to make it today? I'll be fine. Are you sure? Yeah. I think Vanessa might have dislocated her shoulder. It's not dislocated. You don't think so? I can move it. It just doesn't feel good. You need to stop sticking that arm out the window when people cut you off. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we are talking about emotions. And, I, and it's going to come full circle about emotions in finance. But we started with the K-State, Kansas State University versus Kansas bench clearing that happened. Last night. Well, or 21st. Tuesday. Yeah. January the 21st, 2020. We'll bring it right back to that in case you're just tuning in. No. No good. Oh, this is terrible. There are going to be ramifications for this going forward. And it's just... Now, how much time... So, 
Imagine somebody's listening right now. They know nothing about this. How much time was left on the clock? Zero. So Kansas is down. The by game a, is over. No, Kansas was up. Oh, I'm sorry. Kansas State. Well, I was kind of right by that still. K-State got their tushes handed to them. Yeah, they're they're not going to win. I don't even understand why this was a, a fight. <laughs> well, here's like, why. I, I didn't show you the beginning part. Watch. I got stuff. No, no, no. He stole it. How much time's left? Well, 2.9 seconds. So you got Kansas trying to run the clock out. And they will do it this version. K-State gets the ball and goes up for, oh, he just, cool. bam. <laughs> like, yeah. that should have been the game right there. I mean, that guy swatted that ball. How he much should. time's on the clock? Zero, and it's 59 to 81. He should have just let him go. And then what's he do? He stands over top of him and probably is running his mouth. And mocks him. And then, a, a, you know, a player gets shoved. But notice how it happens at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And notice the game's not even close. Correct. But emotions build up, especially in rivalries. Yes. But the emotions build up throughout. It's hard when you think about it. You think of a hockey game. I think of the dugouts clearing in a baseball game. I think of basket brawls. How often do they happen at the beginning of the game? Not very. Almost never. Unless we're talking about MMA. But I'm going to say the people who... Hold on. Fair? People who are in MMA were fighting in MMA. There's something a little off about them. I mean, people who box, there's something a little bit. Who wants to go into a ring where somebody may or may not beat the bejesus out of you? Like, yes, let me get into a sport where I get hit in the face a lot. Yeah, that happened to me playing baseball. Sounds like a good idea. Okay, well... Normal people don't get hit in the face a lot when they play baseball. You just happen to be an anomaly. Why, thank you. That wasn't a compliment. It might have been. I'm going to bring up another example. Do you remember this one? What one? Detroit Pistons versus Indiana Pacers. Yes. Do you remember the tagline the media had? Uh, The um, malice at the palace. (laughs) Yes. The malice in the palace. That's before millennials got involved. Now it'd be like hashtag fist fight. Right. All right. Let's bring that up. Go. That's not that hard of a foul. So Ben Wallace. Remember old Big Ben? Yes, I have his jersey. Do you? Yeah. Real jersey or like fake jersey you got a Target jersey? I bought it at Play It Again Sports, so it's a real jersey. Yeah, it's a fake jersey. And okay, well, he didn't wear it. Oh, that's what I meant. I could yeah. wear it as a dress if it was his. Hmm. Sidebar, my brother played basketball with him in the summer. Yes, sidebar. But, so he drives, and now we don't have... It's going to show us here in a minute. But it doesn't say we're in the game. He, he drives in and gets kind of a weak foul against him. It was a touch foul, but he got mad. Yes, he did. Let's bring it back. It's not a normal foul, but not that hard. And, and Ben Wallace can't re- Okay, first of all, either he is the Hulk or whoever he just pushed. Flopped. Yes. I mean, the dude just I mean, went back like 15 he, feet. He did shove him kind of in the face slash neck, but the dude also flopped. I mean, Ben Wallace is stronger than I realized then. React that way. Wallace is still charged up. Now, look at that. How much time's left? 45.9 seconds. In what quarter? The fourth. And- now, Wallace, I would assume, has been ejected. The way Steven Jackson's carrying on, they should eject him as well. 
They need to somehow find a way to get this game over with as quickly as possible. The problem is if Wallace... And thus far, just kind of like that Kansas, the, the game we started with, thus far things are okay. They're not good. Uh, people are charged up, but nobody's going at each other. But they're okay. I'm not sure. Now watch this. He'd have to walk past the pace of bench to go. Now our test has jumped over the scorer's table and is trying to get down to the bench. Our test is in the stands. Now look at that guy. <laughs> Just got something in the face. The guy in the blue jersey. Blue jacket? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Do you think that's like his claim to fame? If we found him on Facebook, would it be dude who took a punch from Ron Artest? Uh, probably. I mean, it looks like an older gentleman trying to stop a fight because he just smoked some dude. Yeah. But. Oh, this is awful. Fans are getting involved. Steven Jackson's in the fans. Everybody's fighting. So, before we go to break, do any of these players, either in the K-State versus KU... Or the, the basket brawl or the malice at the palace. I think you're the only person that calls it a basket brawl. It was called a basket brawl. Uh-huh. All right. Head. In the break, I'm going to find a newspaper called Basket Brawl. Mm-hmm. Did those players, did the KU guy not know prior to him picking up a chair that picking up a chair may be mm, a big offensive? I would think he would know that, but also adrenaline, testosterone, anger. I know. I'm getting there. Did Ron Artest not know going into the stands to go after a fan might, I don't know, get him a a, a wee bit of a fine? I would think he would. They all knew that behavior was unacceptable. Fair? Yes. Yet they did it. Correct. So... And we're looking at on the college level players that have a few, you know, had maybe even had, maybe not have now, but had a future in the NBA, right? Mm -hmm. Top caliber athletes. You're looking at an NBA game, top caliber athletes being paid millions of dollars. And yet emotions could cause them to make such a stupid decision at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. I've seen the same thing happen in finance. I've seen the same thing happen to people holding on to maybe a particular investment too long or buying an investment they shouldn't have or spending in a way they shouldn't. So let's stop here. Let's pause, take a quick break, and let's continue on emotions and finance when we get back. United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon first at united.com. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. Welcome back, everyone, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. 
somebody's got a little smirk on his face. Yeah, because I just want to say thank you to our sponsors. It's not why you're smirking, but thank you. For sticking with us. Mm-hmm. Muskegon Airport, Muskegon International, MIA. Awesome place to fly out of. Pretty sure it's MKG. It is, but if it was Muskegon International Airport, it'd be MIA. That's not how they do it because it's O'Hare International Airport and they go by ORD, but nice. I like it. Muskegon International. I do like Muskegon. They're nice to fly out of. The same poor lady's got to pat me down every time we go through security because something inevitably goes off. You could not wear shiny jeans. I wasn't. I was not wearing shiny jeans that time. You want to get on topic? Welcome back. So, um, oh, you can find us on Twitter. At Fireproof Show. On Twitter.com. And thank you to Global Auto Works. Yes. So, back to emotions. Before the break, we talked about emotions in sports and how it causes athletes, high-paid athletes, high-trained athletes, world-class, highest caliber, some of the best in the sport. To lose their mind. To do idiotic things. Yes. Emotions do. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, one of the examples I used was the malice in the palace. That's not what you called it, though. You called it a basket brawl. Hmm. Maybe that's because that's what people called it. No, you called it that. No, I didn't. How long? Be fair, be honest, and be truthful. Don't be like a politician. Oh. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. How long did I have to... Search to find this. Well, by the time you got off of Yahoo, not very long. But it's not in the header, and it's from the Oregonian. Do you want me to keep... Uh Uh-oh. What did I just find? The Sydney Morning Herald. I I don't... But you said no one else called it this. Basket Brawl. Five infamous... Say it. Basket Brawl. Pacers Detroit. Pistons infamous... Say it. The Oregonian. Say it. Basket Brawl. 10 years ago. Hmm. That was easy. Two. Two out of the 10 articles that you pulled up had that. But I didn't pull them up. It was just on the the Uh Google thing. Uh Mm. But anyway, continue. Emotions, sports, finance. What does it all mean, Basil? Basil? You don't remember that movie? The Great Mouse Detective? I didn't waste my time with things. Anyway, continue. So let's talk about emotions. Now, emotions cause us. So emotions are present everywhere in life. Mm-hmm. But traditional finance would still say, most finance, by the way, every single book on finance, so when you look at the modern portfolio theory, okay, mm-hmm. or what we would call um, efficient market hypothesis, mm-hmm. they're all based on a premise. And that is, investors are rational and they seek to optimize their returns. Lies. Now, that has stood, and it's still standing, and it's being fought right now. But that has stood for five decades, six decades maybe even. Be- but what's being argued is that rational piece, that investors actually aren't rational, they're normal, and normal people are mostly rational, but sometimes irrational. Look at those basketball players. Uh-huh. They're almost entirely rational. And every once in a while, irrational. Right. That's human behavior. I mean, if you went grocery shopping. Thank goodness I don't have to anymore. But, right, you've used the ship deal. Mm Mm-hmm. You go grocery shopping. If you're hungry, what is bound or likely to happen? This is why I don't go shopping anymore. What happens? I buy like 10 times more of the stuff I don't need. 
I don't do it because I'm like that's a, a lie a fat kid in hiding actually less fat oh kid you mean a, you don't go shopping right I was gonna say Hungry. when you go shopping we're there for like four hours we have to go down every aisle smithers well here's the problem though if I give in to my impulse there, if I'm hungry, I want those little Debbie, the um, oatmeal cookies with the cream in the middle. Oatmeal oh. cream pies. We would yes. come home with oatmeal cream pies, taquitos, <laughs> egg rolls, chicken wings, bagel bites. Well. Literally. And, everything. And circus peanuts. And then you would come home, put everything on the counter and look at me and go, I don't know how I spent $200. I just went for milk. So, but here's the deal. Let's, let's make this back about you because I'm starting to feel bad about myself. <laughs> you go shopping hungry. You're likely to buy things you wouldn't have otherwise bought or Correct. purchased. So, but do you understand if, if I sent you hungry right now, boy, I just sounded like a 1950s male chauvin. If I sent my little woman to the store, but if I, if you went right <laughs> okay. now and you were hungry uh-huh. and you knew that you were likely to buy things you wouldn't otherwise buy. I would do my best not to. But you probably... Would still buy something I didn't Yet, need. think about that. Even though you know you're being induced by that behavior, by that stimuli, right? Mm-hmm. That hunger. Dill pickle That emotion. Chips. Dill pickle chips get me every you're time. You're still likely to succumb to that urge. Yes. Think about that with finance. You sit here and I ask somebody, okay, when the market goes down, what are you going to do? Well, Mike, I'm not going to sell because I know that the worst time to sell is when the market's down. We're just going to wait it out. Right. Yet, what's the urge when it just lost 30-something percent? Sell everything and stick it under your mattress. Now, for some reason in finance, we think you'll listen to it. Now, if I send you to the store for something relatively benign, you think about that. That moment, that decision to buy the oatmeal cookies with the cream in the middle, you buy a whole box and you overeat them. With a little bit of work, you can offset that in a week's worth of time with some little extra working out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yet when you make a monstrous decision like staying too aggressive too long and selling at the bottom, that's not something you get over by a little bit extra savings over the next week or so. Right. We're talking years, if not a decade, to overcome that poor decision. Right. So on something benign like growing grocery shopping, you're still likely to succumb. Right? Yes. But for some reason we think as the decision gets bigger, you won't. But I'll tell you, what makes you more nervous? Something with big consequence or something with small consequence? Something with big. And when do we make better decisions? So we just said, what makes you more nervous, more anxious, right? More fear then. When do we make better, or fear, or stress? When do we make better decisions? In moments of high stress or less stress? Less stress. So why on earth would we think, well, if the consequence gets bigger, you'll make a bigger, better decision. What we're saying is the consequence gets bigger. Your fear of making the wrong decision, the anxiety, the stress will be greater. And for some reason in finance, we think, hey, if you're more stressed, you'll make a better decision. Hmm. That's kind of stupid. Yes. That's like saying, hey, Tom Brady, we want you to throw in the smallest window possible because if you have a high level of stress, you'll make a better pass. Unless, of course, you lose in the first round of the playoffs and then it's not true anymore. Sorry, Tom. Way to rub that one in. Just putting that out there. Actually, I, I like Brady. Uh, do you know of any Michigan... I know they're totally off subject. Do you know of any Michigan fans that go, you know, that Tom Brady guy kind of overrated? My mother. Really? She can't stand him. 
do not say Tom Brady in front of that woman. The dragon claws will come out. I can't believe I have I'm being told this now. Do you know how many anniversaries, birthdays, and Christmases I could have brought in Brady? Not the real Brady, but the fake Brady. I Don't if, do it. I wonder if I bought her stuff that all had to do with something Brady in there, like Brady Quinn, the Brady Bunch. If she'd, how long it would take for her to get the point? I'm not sure. I don't know. We got to take our last break and then we'll be right back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. Thank you for joining us, being with us again, as always. Again, remember, you can find us on Twitter at Fireproof Show. On Twitter? Yes, dot com. All right, so we've been talking about emotions today. And we talked about how if you go to the grocery store and you're hungry... You react and you shop differently, even though you know you're being influenced by hunger. Right. And we've talked about sports mm-hmm. and how, um, you know, fights break out in basketball. You know, a basket brawl happens. Mm-hmm. And during the break, I figured, you know what? You keep making fun of baseball, so I better give you a baseball example. Okay. Pierzynski wanting to know. Well, we got to turn that up a little bit here. Oh, my God. He is going. Here comes a throw by Watch Merton. This. It is a collision at the plate. And Pierzynski not only bangs into Barrett, bangs oh. into the plate. This is White Sox versus Cubs. Who, is it, it Cubs? Like the Cubs? And here they go. Pusetti Look at that guy just throwing. And now both dugouts empty behind home plate. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. Now, I actually brought this up for a couple reasons. A, we've got the emotion again, okay? Mm-hmm. But in baseball, you got a lot of guys who haven't done anything for hours, who have been sitting there, and then all of a sudden, one of their teammates throws a punch, and they're like, oh, all right, I guess we're clearing the benches. I'm pretty sure that that's not what's going through their minds. They're probably like, finally, something we can get into. <laughs> Action! <laughs> My beer gut's getting bigger over what, here. Seriously? That's where you're going. You know what? This is, this is why people don't like you. But, a lot of people like yes, me. Yes, I'm aware. I was just trying to start a movement. <laughs> so these people, these, these teammates follow, right? And I'm giving you that because I see that too in the market. And I see that with investors. I, I was meeting with a couple this week. And we were talking about having safe money. And is now the time... To take more risk. No. Then that's what I said. I said, I don't, we're so far into this bull market. We're 11 years in. I don't see it lasting that much. They said, how much further do you think it could go? I said, well, the better question is you got to understand rules before you can ask strategy. They said, what do you mean? And I'm going to go a little fast, but you've been teaching our oldest how to play cribbage. Yeah. And there's rules and there are strategy, right? And he's not following them very well. Now, he's good with the rules by now. Yes. For the most part. Yes. But he's still getting the strategy. Now, can you teach him strategy before he knows the rules? No. And before he knew the rules, he would lose 
every time. Correct. Now that he he's thought after playing one game with open hands, and by open hands I mean we just lay them on the table so I can explain mm-hmm. things to him, he was an expert. But he did. To be fair, he won last night, so he's starting to get strategy. But it's still the table is still tilted in your favor. Correct. Big time, because just knowing the rules isn't enough to win most of the time. Because strategy is more important than rules. Problem is, you can't know. You can't be taught strategy before you're taught the rules. Right. So they go. Well, I said the bigger thing is how much will a downturn bring us back? Now, I was at a conference in early January this year. And, and, and so I have a couple weeks ago and I haven't verified this and I haven't found it. So you can take that for what it's worth. But somebody told me the average downturn is 38.8%. Okay. I've been telling you, you listeners, if you've been tuning in for a while to count on 40% for the next downturn, which is close. So what would a 40% decline do? Well, if the Dow is at 29,000 plus or minus, that's about what it's at. Okay. If it doesn't get past a right around 49,000. So if it gets to 44,000 or 40,000, it goes from 29,000 to 40. A 40% decline will take it further back than where we're at today. Correct. It's got to go from 29,000 to 49 to basically offset the next downturn. Right. I can't find you a single reputable source that's predicting the Dow to go from 29 to 49. Right. And so we're going over this. And I said, so... By the way, I don't see that. I don't see the Dow. That's That means about a 70% gain. I go, I don't see that happening. No. And then I said, well, let's look at it this way. It's at plus or minus 29,000 today. Okay. If we had a 40% decline from today, that would take it all the way back to 17.4. That's a big drop. And I brought up this chart. I'm looking at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the chart, the index DJ, DJX, right? DJI, yeah. I'm sorry. And... You can do this on Google, Dow chart. I hit the max. Don't do it on Yahoo. It doesn't pop up what you want it to. So look at this, though. Now, we already know a 40% decline would wipe away all of 2020. We're, you know, we've only been in a month. Right. But watch this. It wipes away all of 2019. Mm-hmm. It wipes away all of 2018. Yep. It wipes away all 17. Yep. It wipes away all 16. Mm-hmm. It wipes away all... 15, it takes you, my, my thumb's moving, it takes you into September of 2014. So over five years ago. Five and a half years ago, a 40% decline is going to wipe away the last five and a half years. And here's a motion. Here's how you get pulled into things. So I'm looking at it with this client. I go, so this run, I'm pointing right here, this five-year run, it's almost a straight-up line, isn't it? Yeah. The market's run away. I'm like, that thing right there, has that been fun? They're like, yeah, that's been fun. We want to put more money on that. I go, but I just showed you that we have to get to 49000 for us not a 40% loss. Do you think that's reasonable? They said, yes. I go, do you think the Dow's going to get to forty nine? They said, no. I go, if it doesn't, you'll be back further than where we're at today. And by the way, to put in perspective, when you're saying, well, the last two years we didn't take enough risk, well... If we went back right now, are these real gains? Because a 40% loss wipes away all of this fun time. It right. wipes away five and a half years. Right. And yet they still said, but Mike, everybody else is making this money. Everybody else is having these returns. And I go back to, do you understand that 
do you still agree with me that the Dow's not going to go from 29,000 today to around 49? Do you think it'll get anywhere near? They go, no, we think it'll be in the mid-30s. They go, then a 40% loss will take you to 20% less than you're at today. Right. Yeah, I guess that could happen, but no one knows for sure. Is that a rational comment? No. Because they'd already agreed with all the assumptions, but when the assumption, when X plus Y plus Z didn't equal the outcome they wanted, then it was just what? We'll see what happens. Well, no one knows for sure. Right. Emotions build up, and what I mean by with the baseball, everyone gets pulled in. Their their thing was talking about friends and how these other people they know are taking the risk. Right. That's very, very common. I've seen that. So our job as advisors, our role, when advisors' role shouldn't be helping you plan for when the market's good, your health is good, your job is good, you're not going to mess that up. Our, no, jo- our job's to help you plan for the bad stuff. It's not the fun stuff. It's the bad stuff. But if you take nothing else from today, remember, a 40% loss will wipe away the last 70% of gains. Emotions make athletes do stupid things. And if you're hungry... Don't go to the grocery store. And down the chip aisle. And down the chip aisle. And don't pick up a chair and try to hit somebody with it. That's all the time we have for today. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances with Michael and Vanessa Markey. Want to listen to past shows or get in touch with Michael or Vanessa? Head over to twitter.com slash fireproofshow or go to fireproofradio.net. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.